All right, season 17, episode two of the jumping... Wait, get that right. <laughs> fast track there. Track that, season two, <laughs> Season two, episode 17 of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is the prodigy Mark Redman coming to you from Champaign, Illinois, joined by my buddy Menders. Menders, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired. It's been a lot of wrestling this weekend. It's a, a lot of wrestling this week. Uh, I was a little concerned. Uh, the last episode, as you know, we didn't have Gary with us. Uh, I, I checked on him, and he sent me this picture back when I asked how he was doing. So I was a little <laughs> oh, concerned. <no>. But... <laughs> The good news is, fresh off the injured reserve list, coming to us from Bismarck, the bearded dragon himself, Gary Vassellio. Gary, my friend, how are you doing? Uh, tired. <laughs> I'm still sore. Tired. Not a, yeah, how, not how, a sore. how's that? <laughs> oh, it's, it's attached. I hope you get a... It's still attached. That's all you can really yeah. hope for. Hopefully you've got some cushioning on that chair. Oh, it's not, not great, but it's there, so... All right. Well, we'll try to take it easy on you. So, Gary, you missed the ten bills for uh, for Bushwhacker Butch. As we know, we lost him the night before last. Uh, Seventy-eight years old, which you don't realize how old those guys are because they were basically a team for forty years before they retired. But uh, yeah, they started was... back with like Piper in Oregon, right? Or back in the sixties, it was. I forget, well, they started in Australia, obviously. But I yeah. think they went to Stampede. Maybe they were the Kiwi sheep herders. Uh, check out these handsome devils. Look at that. Aww. Gary, Aww. if you were going with us on Friday, then you and I would be doing the co the cosplay contest as these very sheep herders. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we get to meet one of the sheep herders, but we'll see how he's yeah, Luke uh, is, handling Luke it. Luke is supposed to be there. Uh, hopefully he'll be there. He seems like a he, like he's a gamer, so he'll hopefully he'll be there. But, uh, but yeah, if you're not, I mean, shoot. We talked about this a little bit when uh, Jay Briscoe passed. He and Mark never really teamed up with anybody other than each other. The Bushwhackers yeah. are the same way times like 30. Because yeah. the Briscoes were a team for about 20 years. The Like I said, the Bushwhackers, between wrestling and appearances and all that, basically were joined at the hip for 50 which is just insane to me. And here we see, I think this has been in <laughs> Calgary. Aww. You know, I love these guys. They were never the most handsome tag team. Uh, not telling no. tales out of school there. Uh, fun fact, these guys are actually my first ever wrestling autograph. Really? Uh, I did not meet them. My grandparents went somewhere. They used to travel a lot. And I. they were somewhere, and I guess... The WWF must have been in town at the same place, and they got my me and my brother both an autographed eight by ten of the Bushwhackers, and I wish I knew where it was to this day because I was nine years old when we got that. So oh, I'm wow. hoping my mom has it stored away somewhere and I can find it. But, uh, so the Bushwhackers got a special place in, in my heart too. So uh, it's, it was a bummer, but I like them better as the sheep herders. That doesn't Area. surprise me at all. Gary, I'm sure you agree with me on that. Hi. <laughs> the bu I, see, the Bushwhackers were kind of in my... Like, we didn't... Because we lived in Bismarck. We didn't get a whole lot of wrestling. And my mom really didn't like professional wrestling. So I never... So, like, I kind of... I kind of miss that 
that that section where they were big in WWE, I would see them do their like entrance, and then it wasn't until I was older that I got to actually go back and they were they were always a lot of fun. Like they were just never oh, yeah. given they were never given anything more than just a little bit. You know, it was like you were yeah. they were glorified enhancement and they they could have been a lot more i mean it's not like they were bad workers they were just no no their gimmick was it was an era of gimmicks and they were just live theirs like they you know (laughs) of course Dwayne. i remember that also classic (laughs) episode uh with the sheep herders well the bushwhackers i think they went the way of a lot of those talent that been signed up that go along like with like say your dusty roads you know that they were they were big with the fans but they were never really in his vision for being like top guys you know well i mean you you kind of look at it the same way you did when aew came along and then all of a sudden he was snapping everybody up like anybody who had any kind of name it was kind of what he did in the territory days when he was trying to kill the territories if if you had a name at all the territories oh he He was going national (laughs) he didn't try to kill he did kill (laughs) like he was effective (laughs) very effective so much like he's trying (laughs) too hard to play devil's advocate much like he's trying to kill the product now he's effective (laughs) he's still effective at things he does (laughs) Plus, he's also very adept at tying ladies to railroad tracks these days. <laughs> I, I think my favorite one is the uh, M. Bison Vince McMahon I've seen. The Raul Julia M. Bison where he had the small oh, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah, I think that's... He's got the hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had it's one just... was... I, there was one of the McMahon family who was like the Adams family, but they photoshopped all all five of them into the Adams family. It was uh, Pugsley was off putting. It was Shane. Uh, I was going to say Uncle Fester had to be trips. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stephanie was Wednesday. <laughs> oh AJ, Is, yeah, was, that one's was been going Vince, around too. Was Vince's new girlfriend Morticia or? No, it was or, Linda. Or his wife. <laughs> I'm guessing the new girlfriend's the one that uh that approved the new gimmick. She, <laughs> she might she might be thing if you know what I mean. Hey oh Yeah <laughs> See what I did there? No. Yeah. yeah. But uh but yeah, because you go from this you got the sheep herders, this is them with uh, Jack Victory as their corner man. And this is right at the tail end of their run before they went to work for Vince. Not not real different visually, but they were a lot more hardcore than, than they were with Vince, obviously. They were, the stuff they did yeah. with the Fantastics, a lot of the stuff I had to watch secondhand, but I remember seeing these guys in the PWIs when I was like in grade school before Vince signed them. And they would always talk about how fierce they were and how scary they were, so... When the Bushwhackers showed up, I thought they were going to kill people. I thought they were. I thought we were going to get the sheep herders. And then they started uh, marching and licking and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yep. The wife chimes in. I hate the McMustache. She says, "But I <laughs> love. But I love the term. I love the term McMustache, though." Does that? Does Hamburglar have a mustache? <laughs> I don't think Hamburglar has a mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Well, he should. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already that got the help. mask and the hat and the cape. It's... Well, apparently, you can't all make him the DDP of, ser- of restaurant mascots. Putting every gimmick <laughs> in the picture on. Yeah. Apparently, all. Nope, Dan Burglar did not have a mustache. <laughs> oh, well. he, did, he didn't need to get those teeth fixed, though. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, how you, I don't know how you can enjoy the cheeseburgers with two teeth. But well, I guess the human the human version of him kind of did. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of. I don't know. Just no. It's it's the it's an all in one the one of the funniest things I've ever seen and one of the saddest altogether. <laughs> and I don't okay, care enough about him as a person to care about it being sad. So the funny outweighs it. Like <laughs> I'm with you. All right, yeah. which is cringier, the mustache or the just for men fall asleep die job on his hair? <laughs> oh my god! That, like I think he did his eyebrows too, if I'm not he mistaken. He looks like our, he did. Our good, I don't know if you guys know this. Our good buddy Daryl, uh, Daryl Heisey, debit card Daryl, that I played in mm-hmm. the band with mm-hmm. before a show. It was one of the CU bands and fans anniversary shows that we played Gary at the Food Event Center. Yeah. The day before the show, he put the Just for Men in the mustache. He has like a salt and pepper mustache, and he fell asleep with it in there. And when he showed up for the show, it was like a rich mocha color. <laughs> and this is a 60-some-year-old man. So he got he got a little bit of attention for that one, and it was, we bit. still joke with him about it to this day. That's well, Every time I, I toy with the idea of coloring in the beard, my wife just has to remind me, think of Daryl. And I do. Well, and if, then I don't. If if the if the McMahon genetics are are on track, Shane just tore his quad doing nothing, basically. So you know, that's on track with dad. So eventually when Shane's like almost eighty years old, we can expect this. Is this <laughs> it'll be jet black hair and Yeah. Oh, oh. boy. Him poor, trying poor to Shane, dance still. Fans chant, the fans chant, you still got it. And a minute 37 <laughs> later, he tears his quad. And... <laughs> it was, you still got... I can't. I was like, you still got it. Oh, You, you still this... got half a quad. <laughs> hey, I can At make least fun he of only quad. tore one. I, I, Vince. Yeah. I've torn my quad before. I can make fun of you. <laughs> Not all the way, I've never, but I've torn it. I, I've, never, I've never torn the quad. I've had enough knee surgeries for a lifetime but uh yeah but yeah it's kind of like the mcmahon genetics somebody's got a terra quad at least once well even mcmahon family adjacent genetics like triple h's children don't have a chance like (laughs) they're gonna be like they're gonna be they're gonna be mr glass from like (laughs) (laughs) i'm more worried about uh, shane's sons than triple h's daughters it might be just be the mcmahon male Genetics. Oh my god! We'll we'll just have to see. At, at so, this point, we've seen enough that we should probably just like keep guards around them, <laughs> just to find out what they're yeah. going to do. Yeah. <laughs> because you you can't just let them go on their own volition. I mean, time and time again, they proved that that just ends poorly for everybody (laughs) yeah they don't just make bad decisions for themselves they like they like to spread that around (laughs) they spread the wealth so on that topic we got uh, a lot of wrestling over the weekend 
Honestly, I didn't watch a fraction of what was out there. I usually try to watch some of the stuff from the collective GCW. I didn't get to any of it yet. I'm going to try and get to a few of those over during the rest of the week. But uh, most of the viewing was the uh, WWE stuff. Obviously, you got your uh, Hall of Fame, you got NXT, you got WrestleMania, you got Raw After Mania. So there was quite a bit going on. Uh, first things first, I'll just ask... Uh, Overall impressions of WrestleMania. Menders, we'll start with you. Uh, it, it was a lot better than it has been in the past. A lot better than probably the last three years. Um, in fact, night one to me was better than night two. See, I agree with that. Gary, I how think night you? one was good. Raw sucked. Oh, yeah, Raw was horrible. Now wait. Raw was bad. Raw was but, okay. I expected better for a Raw after Mania. Yeah. Well, from, you know, what everybody's understanding, Triple H was in charge of <laughs> that whole debacle. Now, that's just, so. that's, that's, that's rumors. That's, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. It's well, likely. It's likely that, you know, we're just going by dirt sheets here. So you can only, it's, it's, it's so dumb. But like, the night one of Mania, I mean, just alone, the Usos and Sammy and Owens. Mm-hmm. Although, I will preface the entire mania, and I you always know it's going to happen, like at the major pay-per-views especially. I'm, I am tired of people, like, kicking out of every finish. <laughs> like, you got to kill a finish a match. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. it's in the contract. It's just, yeah. so I'm killing your finish this time? No, no, I'm killing your finish this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I, the Charlotte versus Rhea match, mm-hmm. even though, like, I don't even call it a botch. I think Charlotte was going, trying to land on her feet and just couldn't rotate and landed on her nose. Oh. And her continuing, like, man, that was, yeah. one, a scary bump. But, like, it was just under rotation basically and but the rest of that match was told an absolutely incredible story psychology involved they sold they the you know the ending made sense it wasn't just like oh i'm gonna do an avalanche you know i'm gonna put you up here no and charlotte took a very nice bump on to the the post Sold it right. like she was dead. Oh yeah, and it was great. The Usos versus Sammy and Owens, like Sammy Zayn, looked like he was half dead half the match. It was it told a great story. And was night one Dom versus Ray? Yep. Yeah, I actually I actually enjoyed that match too because it was it was what it needed to be. It yep. was Ray getting his revenge. I I like the the spanking him with the belt, the the water the, to the, the face, chocolate. And, <laughs> the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, AJ. Mark, but, yeah. I wish you could have been there when AJ saw that happen. I've never seen anyone pop so much in my entire oh, yeah. life. My only, oh, case, I I would have I would have had Dom go over in that match. I would have had him do something like rip his mask off and then roll him up or something. Because, eh. but there's room I, I for think more that here. Was, I think that was one of the few matches that they got completely right. But 
like night two had I I I know what they're doing. They they set up with Rhea coming in the ring and Mark was we talked about it and he was right. They're they're probably gonna do a unification match and I don't know what their big thing with unification is now. I don't know if UFC is already saying, Hey, we need to do some stuff. But I know the television networks that they work with that pay them all the money that they make basically are wanting against the champions on their TV. And Roman is sure not doing that. (laughs) I I think the tag titles are going to be on TV more now, but, but Roman doesn't show up only like once a month. And then he's, you know, he's phoning from home and right. So you, so the whole, but like the, the crowd kind of told you in at mania that they're not vibing with Bianca anymore as a as a face champion. Yeah. And Bianca is an amazing heel. Like yes. she was an amazing heel in NXT. Like because oh, yeah. the the cockiness like just lends itself to that more than being a face. Because you can only yeah. be so cocky as a face because then you're not a face anymore. And and Asuka right now is as hot as she's ever been. She's working better than she's ever worked. She's mm-hmm. the crowd is definitely on her side, and I don't understand. I guess if you want to unify the titles, but you could unify the titles with anybody. Like, if you have Bianca versus Rhea, and Rhea's your heel and Bianca's your face, Rhea is going to get cheered at this point right now. Yeah, Rhea's like you going had to that be match, the baby face in this. If you had that match now or in three months, either way, because Rhea is going to be more over in three months. I almost guarantee it. People love her because she's she's really good. Like her mic work has went through the roof. Her her personality is through the roof. The whole thing with Dom is hilarious. Yeah. She's she's going to break away from Judgment Day. She's going to be her own thing. And I just they've baby faced. Bianca so much that she's got nothing. She just goes out there and she's strong. Like right. she's super athletic and strong, but like in her matches, she doesn't show anything but that. And that's what was like her match with Asuka was great. Cause it showed oh, yeah. two distinct styles of wrestling and Asuka was working submissions and she was working strikes. And as long as Bianca's got a good partner, she'll be fine. But eventually the whole strength thing wears thin unless you're being a heel and whipping people with your hair and being a little dirty with it. Then that adds some new shine to it. So I, I think I, I think she should have probably lost at Mania. If not lost, I think she should have had like a mini heel turn there right. where she kind of goes over a little dirty. And doesn't have to be completely, but this kind of shows it there because of that protects Asuka because all they've done since they took her streak away is just made her look. She's like a mini big show. Like they'll push, push, push. Everybody loves her again. And then it's dead. And then Charlotte beats her. And then this person beats her. And then all of a sudden she's not winning anything. And then she takes the tag titles and elevates them with Kairi. And makes great character work, even though she doesn't speak English on camera. <laughs> like people, she gets over no matter what, and it's just no, it doesn't matter. 
and then of course like i know some i know some people say the whole cody not winning thing is okay because it just sets up for more strife but i think this is a classic case i think it's a classic case though of wwe looking at a situation that is organic like the whole like him his comeback story they didn't do that he did that the fans got behind him when he came back they weren't behind him in aew comes back to wwe they are all over him everybody loves him they were completely into the promos they're completely into the story and the only thing you can add is him being physically beaten. He's already been verbally beaten. They've drug his dad's name through the mud. They drug his family's name through the mud. They drug his his intestinal fortitude through the mud already in great promo work. And then it's like, well, we wanted him to go through Lesnar. It's like, well, you can go through Lesnar after he beats Reigns. I, I, I just think it was enough already. I don't think you had to add more to it. So you're going to... I'm like I, I know Mark thinks it's going to be SummerSlam. I hope it is, but because I know some people aren't sick of the bloodline, but good lord, it needs you can only you can only beat a horse so long before it dies. It's just yeah. Oh well, you're you're not going to like this. I'm actually kind of thinking it might be WrestleMania now, not SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh. Gary, I know you don't listen to Busted Open. I mean, you don't have the opportunity to just. No, I have a I have a, I have a Bluetooth like in my me. ear, walking around. So, so Bully Ray went into this a lot, talking about Cody and Roman, because they look like about blew a gasket because Cody lost because he's nuts. Uh, but Bully laid it out this way, and what he said is that Cody needs to struggle on television. The the torn pec is different. That's something that happened and he went away, but he hasn't really had issues like on TV. Nobody, he hadn't lost a match yet. He really hadn't really been tested outside of Rollins before he came back. They had him win the rumble at 30, which if it was me, and I said this on this show, he should have come in at number one if he was going to win the rumble. Really. One or two. Make, make him make him do the work. Yeah, him, him and Guthrie should have been one and two in either order. And then still end it with Cody eliminating Gunther last. That that would have been a okay with me, but uh, with the match, they needed to show Cody working his way back up because nine times out of ten, the story is the babyface chasing the heel champion. That was, I mean, I hate to evoke it. That's that was Dusty's thing for years, chasing chasing Flair, chasing Harley, and. With Cody, he took himself out of the world title picture so fast in AEW that he never had to do that with them. They just he just made up a TNT title and said, "I'll just hold this and I'll be fine." Over here in WWE, he has to he has to work his way up. It, whether it's and with Bully, he laid it out where the ass kicking he got from Brock, which we'll get into was the first time that he felt sympathy for Cody since he's been back. Uh, like, in story. Not just, not losing the uh, time with the peck. So, I th- and I kind of agree with him that you want to invest in Cody, but if he keeps winning all the time, people are going to turn on him. They're going to lose 
they're gonna he's just gonna go back to how he was in AW when they started booing him because he was winning all the time. And so the best thing that could happen to him is getting obliterated by Lesnar. Maybe have a match with Lesnar. Maybe have shit. I'd say have four matches with Lesnar. Have him lose every time until the last one. And then by then, maybe that gets you to SummerSlam. And then he has to go through maybe Solo, maybe go through the Usos, whatever. And then I have him winning Money in the Bank. I've got him winning the ladder match, holding on to that, and then using that to get his title shot the next time. I don't have him winning another Rumble. But uh, I don't know. That's just that's just my way of thinking. Uh, yes, Dwayne, I know you're over the bloodline. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, the wife. Don't... Now, now, see, the thing to remember, Brock still can't challenge Co- Roman for the title. He lost that at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Unless he makes a deal with Heyman, which is a theory a lot of people have about last night, that maybe Heyman cut a deal with him to wipe out Cody. I don't I don't think that's the case. But uh, we have... I don't uh, know, though, Mark. There's a possibility of that. Because remember, well, Roman did possible. ask... He did ask Paul. He said, did you know Brock was mm-hmm. going to be here? And he said, no, this is usually when he goes and takes his four months off. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, he kind of danced like around the, way, the question, that's for sure. I well, did like I mean, fully came back and was looked at uh, what, I just started listening to Busted Open. So, who was the one that was losing their crap? Uh, Dave LaGreca. He's the host, yeah. to, like, the guy started the show. When he was, when he was losing her, Billy's like, I got, or yeah, Billy goes, I got one question for you when we come back, blah, blah, blah. He's like, how would Dusty have booked it? Uh-huh. That's And it. I was like, damn. Well, <laughs> Dusty would have yeah. booked himself taking down the top <laughs> in the company. No, no. He would have booked himself pinning Roman. And then the next night, the referee would come out and say, uh, oh, yeah, he didn't yeah. win the title. It was a uh, disqualification. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, classic Dusty. My wife, I love her. Is Dave the whiny one? Yes, she. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes. he is the whiny one. You, I mean, I know she most fans. I most, I know most fans will eat it up because it's Brock. But I'm just as sick of Brock Lesnar as I am Roman Reigns. You know why? Because they do the same thing every match. Roman has some character to him now, but when Brock gets in the ring, it's German suplex, German suplex. If you're lucky and he's feeling froggy, you get a belly to belly. <laughs> and that's about it. And then he might finish you with a key lock if if Possibly. they're going for an arm gimmick. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's just, hey, I'm Brock Lesnar. I just come in here and throw people around because I used to be the top guy. Like, well, it, it's so upsetting to me that there are dudes there. You cannot tell me, and I know he's strong, he's a freak of nature, but you can't tell me Drew McIntyre's not as strong or close. You can't tell me that Big E wasn't, I've seen Big E work out, like, and yeah. Big E is a strong dude, and they made him he's look weak in the ring with Lesnar, and that's dumb. Big E was a college football player, he's got a wrestling, I mean, he's been wrestling for years. <laughs> They they used to put him in the ring with Big Show. Like I I know, I I know that's I, he. It's just been dumb for a long time. I understand that he looks like a freaking nature. And he's got a giant back, but he's also like closing in on fifty years old. Well, I'm just that old, is it? 
He's got to be. I'm checking that. I'm checking that. Continue. This guy said closing in, so he's in his 40s. Oh, yeah, he's in his 40s. He's he's at least my age. At least. He is. Brock Lesnar is 45. Yeah, he's he's older than I am. 45 years old, comes in part-time, just suplexes people. He's hurt Lashley on multiple occasions. Last night, one of those Germans... Dump Cody right on one of just one shoulder, just like he separated Lashley's shoulder. So you're having Cody, the guy that you're booking basically to win Mania next year, against a guy who doesn't care about his opponent half the time. It seems yep. like a silly decision. It, it's, it's it seems like a theory. silly. It seems like a silly decision to employ him at all. Because yeah, I know fans would miss a- him for a hot second. But after a, a while, nobody would even remember. He doesn't. There, no. He's an attraction. He is an attraction. If you That's had him once or twice a year, what it was. I didn't even see that. To be honest, I missed it. I'm sure. I didn't either. If you, but we had a. If bet you blink for four minutes and fifty-five seconds, then you missed it. <laughs> uh, you talked about Roman has more character. Brock clearly has debuted a new character. Because he has basically become Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a joke my wife came up with yesterday. She just said he went all Cocaine Bear on Cody with throwing around. And I likened him more to one of the saltwater crocodiles at Australia Zoo when uh, he watched the Irwins and they had to tackle the crocodile. And when all the agents came around the ring and Brock was walking, then all of a sudden he runs back. That's what a freaking crocodile does and everybody scatters and runs for their, runs for their lives. <laughs> We call him a crocodile. Might as well just bring back Goldberg now. Uh, Please no. (laughs) Just have, you know, Goldberg and we'll have DDP come back for another match. And then, you know, let's unretire Ric Flair. (laughs) Just let's just Uh, get it over with. (laughs) I hear they're mad at Ric Flair again. Oh, are they mad at him again? I imagine. Yeah, they're they're mad at Rick again. I guess he made the mood of speech a little too much about himself with the Hall of Fame. Well, he's just putting himself over. You, and they didn't so care for that. You ask Rick Flair to make a speech in public, and then you get mad at him for being Rick Flair. <laughs> that seems I, like a I, you problem and not a him I problem. Think, I think Muda asked for Flair to be to be, Flair, oh. to be fair. But uh, but yeah, even even so, you gotta talk to him. He's like, yeah, that might be a good idea. Let's get Oscar up there with the translator, and you know, <laughs> or Shinsuke. I like mean, Shinsuke was one of the last matches Shinsuke. he ever worked. The uh, where was Shinsuke is, this weekend? He was there. He was he was in attendance for the Hall of Fame. Was he wasn't booked on the That's show. Pictures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I, he must be hurt. Be, well, I don't know because <laughs> he fought Muda not too long ago. Yeah. So. It was, his last Noah match, I think, was Nakamura. If man, in January or so, January or February. If yeah, I were hit, if I were Shinsuke Nakamura, I would be every day. I'd have a watch, and on my watch, I would have it ring as soon as the new day dawned, and then I would mark it off as one day closer to going back and ruling Japan. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, he's if he signs he another would... contract with WWE, like he. Unless he just loves being in America and he's making a ton of money for some reason, they're not doing anything with him. And he's an incredible worker and he was he was 
every bit, even I would say more popular than Okada when he left. Definitely. He made that yeah. he made that secondary title. The fans voted it more important because when yeah. they voted for the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, they voted yep. Shinsuke in. Yeah, so, not even Taka- Tanahashi. And Which, if he goes, sure the if he goes back there, that. it's going to be all over. Like they'll give him. I can't imagine they wouldn't try to give him just enough to go back home and be back where in in, in New Japan. WWE won't know what they lost, but I mean, I'm sure I like they almost lost EO, and I don't know what they're going to yeah. do with her. EO, EO's fantastic, not oh, doing yeah. anything like she's tagging like Asuka, fantastic, mm-hmm. and she's had the belt a few times. But there's a bunch of fantastic women that they're not doing anything with, and that was shown in great clarity at WrestleMania. Because, and oh, speaking of women, I heard Bailey walked out again. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear she walked out. I heard they cut her from the uh, from the show. Yeah, but I didn't I heard, know she walked I, out. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, what there was. A it is WrestleMania that, time. <laughs> Every other WrestleMania, she has to take a hike. That's that's the rumor. It could be wrong, but I don't know why they would cut her from the show if something hadn't happened. Because yeah, I, don't I know. mean. I could see her getting. I don't know when her her deals up, but if I were her, yeah, I, I would know. just be like, you know what, fire me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will go somewhere. They will. They won't fire because she'll go to AEW. Yeah, but she'd probably go to New Japan. Go back with uh, Sasha. Yeah, I would say I could see her going back to New Japan to be with Sasha. Yeah. I did yeah. see something though earlier today about Bailey commenting because there are a bunch of the women that made comments about the new the creative and stuff from over the weekend bianca oscar bailey uh ronda not that anybody cares about ronda anymore but what were what were they saying was it changed or something it was let me see if i can find it well i'm if my suspicion is correct i would know why it was changed (laughs) because of a dimple chin to mustachioed Probably. Uh, a roused about. <laughs> <laughs> a roused about, yes. The snidely whiplash of WWE. Mmm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, he was the villain for uh, the, who was it? the Canadian, right? The Mountie Dudley guy? Right. Dudley yeah, Dudley yeah. Right. So I he miss... should have grown that mustache when the Quebecers were around. <laughs> I miss Rocky and Bullwinkle every day of my life. Uh, yes. Bailey had posted, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. And then a couple spaces, bye. Oh. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see anything with Bianca or anybody talking. I know. Yeah. Bianca's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is, here it is. Okay, so Asuka posted, I might as well go back to Japan, but I bet a lot of you I guys, my friends, will miss me when I leave WWE. Now I need the power of your anger. Let's bring chaos to the boring women's division with me. Let's bring chaos to the women's division. Let's bring chaos to the WWE. I, um, I think that's a lot of like the Kana character work, work, maybe. But yeah, I can see frustration too because 
Then yeah. Bianca said, after she done played in my face tonight, I'm not trying to tag team with this girl. WWE Asuka, I don't want your support. I want your competition. Okay. Yeah. And Rhonda said, women wrestled for just two minutes of last Friday's two-hour show. You may, I think it's supposed to be satisfied, but she doesn't know how to spell. You may be satisfied living <laughs> off the crumbs. We're thrown out, but I'm not. By the way, I was there last night in good old, and that's all it says. That one cracks me up just because of how satisfied is spelled. That's satiated, Minder. Satiated. satiated. That is a word. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I won't tell that. Satiated. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah. wrong. No, they were they were satined by Vince. They were satined. But it says, by the way, I was there last night in good old, and then it just cuts off. Yeah, well, like it doesn't continue. I was like, what in the world? No, so we're not characters or something. Uh, maybe there was a part. Maybe there was a part two to that that nobody can find. I I just I, I mania was great for, although the the men see that's the thing like the men's. Big schmoz of a tag team was much uh-huh. better than the women's. Agreed. And, and Chad Gable doing the rolling German to Braun, Braun? was yeah. absolutely insane. That dude is so yeah. good, so strong. He has he's, done he's everything they've ever asked him to. There is no reason in any world, like any reality of any world, that he shouldn't have some sort of title. Because he could carry it. Whatever you needed carried, create a title for him. I don't care, but like... Shit, send him to he, NXT. Put him with Carmelo. Yeah, there do you something. Go. Do something with him. He's just, with you. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> but it just, it, it kind of, like Mania always kind of highlights, because there's so many matches, you're like, oh yeah, there are all these people, and you finally find a home for him, because you have seven hours of programming to fill so you got to use everybody but you also have five hours a week where half these people do nothing like mustafa ali got one shot and got a got hurt and he's never been put in any kind of position to succeed again and he's an amazing afraid i think they're afraid of him getting hurt again i think that's what Mm -hmm. that's what it has to be well yeah, but so I, I don't. Uh, know. It's it. I guess it's. I it. I guess that's my gripe with the entire industry is you have well, yeah, so many people. Oh, Dwayne. and you're, and I. I think it's because there I are no jobbers. There are no jobbers anymore. There are all people that somehow you expect them to win, and you know they're good. Like Dolph Ziggler, why, how, why, 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 why would you do that to the man? Like he, that dude is insanely good at yes. pretty much everything you can be good at as a wrestler, and yet hasn't won in like a year. Mustafa Ali's heading down that road. You got guys in AEW though; it's the same thing. Don't don't but, get us started on AEW. Please no, um, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> The the dumbest uh, the dumbest bump of all time. We're talking about yeah. our buddy Dante. I was say you're yeah. talking about Dante. 
he oh. uh, he just lost an ankle he could have lost his life mm-hmm. like his neck was in a very precarious position mm-hmm. like if his foot wouldn't have hit he may have broken his neck that was yeah, the oh, stupidest easily. thing i've ever seen and that was sanctioned that was yeah. somebody said yeah that spot looks like a good idea that's somebody eh? yeah yes yes yeah, that guy if there was a uh, happy balance somewhere between triple h and tony khan he would be the perfect wrestling booker that would like, be scott Demore. Huh? no <laughs> impact impact's not That's got horrible booking like the top of their cards booked pretty well the bottom of their card is just like some sort of carnival sideshow <laughs> Like it's just this odd well, wasteland. Just because you got like, crazy Steve mis- and misfit Rosemary. <laughs> At least it's not the Misfits in Action, am I right? Oh, geez. Oy. Let's not Oy. go there. Oy. They're not on my. They're not on our top ten list this week. But oh although boy, we talked about them a little bit last time. Speaking of the Misfits in Action, the LWO is back, and it makes me very excited. I, yes, <laughs> I was very happy to see that. I loved the LWO back in the day. Uh, kind of handcuffs the cruiserweight division with all the luchadors being in a faction together, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Did anybody else absolutely love Ray's entrance, though? Uh, I loved Ray's. I, I loved Ray's entrance. Incredible. I think I like Dom's entrance better. Uh, with the Ray's was more sentimental for me. Right it was. Yeah, but Dom just—it's just the ridiculousness of it. It is, yeah. <laughs> that 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 match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Dom can yeah. work. I just think he has to have the right person still. Yeah, and he he's should hit a weight. He's like, getting there. I, he should look. I at was weights. hoping. <laughs> yeah, in the I was hoping when uh, <laughs> when he got uh, when he came out and he had that mask on. I was hoping he was going to wrestle with the mask because he actually looked oh, cool yeah. with that mask on. I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of was too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that would be awesome that he basically just stole his father I, to steal his dad's identity. That would have yeah. been that would have been the, the icing on the cake. Just start wrestling in Ray's mask, just yeah. to spite him. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he wins that or not. Like if you start wrestling in a in a hood, like if exactly you like your dad's, or like you make like an evil version of your dad's mask and you start working yeah. it, that would be just. Because you know he doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just be icing on the cake. Yeah. Well, that's Lucha tradition is you don't get a mask until you earn it. And that would be the ultimate heel shit for Dom to just walk around wearing a mask that he it wasn't given yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still waiting for the hair versus mask match. I don't think we're gonna get it, Reb. (laughs) I think we're going to eventually. That's how I would have booked the finisher at WrestleMania. I would have had Dom rip Ray's mask off and roll him up for a pin. Yeah, I knew you said that. That way Dom but... gets his heat. And... Well, now we're going to get there. Dom versus freaking Bad Bunny. Hey, Bunny can work. He, uh, you like take that Bad Bunny. Slam ticker I... Great. I, yeah, there's a lot not. of people that like Bad Bunny. I know. I know. I'm in the minority on this one, and that's I, fine. You're the minority. I'm, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just hoping... That somehow Tony Atlas makes it back to Puerto Rico. Oh, Tony Atlas! <laughs> and finally back to gets, Puerto Rico. Finally gets his revenge. <laughs> is, is Invader Number Three still down there? I don't. I, I would imagine. 
but I just his Tony is so positive that of yeah. everything. But yeah. man, like especially feet. I don't know. Just say yeah, yeah. Just say uh, let's just say Rick won't make it down to that one probably. <laughs> Rick is not a fan of Puerto Rico anymore. Yeah. So let's see. What else did we have? Hey, maybe we'll get a we maybe we'll get a Dutch Mantel sighting in Puerto Rico. There you go. Uh, what did you think of Ray's mask? I liked the nod to Muda with his look over the over the weekend. Very much. Yeah, so. it's kind of like a you had, the bike helmet the with the Magneto face. Well, he had the Flash gear going too, so I think it might have been like yeah. for the Flash movie type. That too. But yeah. Man. But yeah, he had the Muda. I know, but yeah. Conan was the best. Uh, oh, he was so good. He was so good. Yeah. So good. Not that Mick wasn't all bad right. either, but it was for Mick was legs, all right. So, but, yeah, he was all right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dwayne has a question here. Uh, do you think Austin Theroy beating John Cena helped him? Who's uh, Theroy? Yeah. <laughs> Austin Theory. Theory. You no, know, the fingers get going in all the excitement. Typos happen. No, no shame. I, uh, yes, I think I, I do think it. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Cena, even though he was being cavalier about it, wasn't completely wrong. How Theory was in a no-win situation because I don't think it helped him be any more of a heel because he's already a pretty big heel. And I don't think, I don't think, and Cena winning that match didn't matter either. I don't think that match mattered. I, I just, it doesn't change my opinion of theory one way or the other. I think he's better. Because this is another classic Basilio, don't get me wrong. He is much better since Trips took over. Because somebody's told him, work on your talking. Mm-hmm. And he has, and it's much better. And his yeah. character work has been much better. Yeah. His in-ring work was always solid. Like he was always yeah. a yeah. good worker. His body's great. His look is great. His music's still dumb, but we can't <laughs> yeah. have perfection. <laughs> it's just do it. So I don't do know what you do. Man. I don't know what you do with him, because it doesn't seem like there's going to be two heavyweight straps anytime soon. And Gunther is locked down one belt. He's locked down another. And so after he loses that title, where does he go? I don't know. I think Theory could tell a story, though, without a belt if you can get Vince out of creative. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's like Seth. If They can tell a story without a belt. They don't have to have a belt in order to tell a story. And you care. I want some just, yeah. I I need some long, long-term... Like the Sammy stuff was long term, but I mean, it's you could you have so many people, you could tell so many long term stories, and you could you could use all your programming to tell these stories, and you could use vignettes one week. You don't have to have, I Mark. Well, we've talked about this. I don't know if Mindy was on the show with us when we were talking about it, but I don't need to see everybody wrestle every week. No. I don't have to. In fact, it would be better not to. Yeah. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. Like when you finally get to see somebody work, like if you're seeing them work twice a month, and if they're, you know, they're on TV and they'll they'll be on the house show circuit, 
but I don't have to see Seth Rollins work every week. Mm -mm. If you're holding a title, I would like to see you work more. In my opinion, it's always been my opinion. I I always like a fighting champion better. Plus, you're on top. That's your job. And if if you're not, you need to be not just open challenging people. I want a hierarchy of people that you know I I I want an actual like system somewhere that would be helpful but yeah I don't well, need to see Seth wrestle every week yeah I wouldn't I be surprised if Johnny same I'm sorry Johnny Gargano ends up going after Theory yeah that's a good story I mean that's had a lot of yeah. build up or that's, that's after what story, happened yeah. this weekend I wouldn't be surprised if Grace Waller doesn't come up and they continue the story because yeah. Grayson Waller is not one to get beat and not have and not want to get an, another uh, he, one up on you. He has to. Yeah. He's got to get the last word in. Yeah. Uh, and Walt yeah, Waller's I definitely see that happening. Fantastic. Yeah, I, at everything. I don't know. Waller is fantastic. Yeah, at everything. Like he's got the same reason I like MJF is the same reason I like Waller because he's like oh. I'm a heel. You know how I'm a heel? Because I act like a heel. And I act like a dirty, cheap heel. I'm cocky. I'm brash. And then when you see me, I'm still acting like a heel. I'm never, <laughs> he never turns it off. And no. I think they're probably both like, like, I'm sure they have friends, but like, and I'm sure like Max isn't Max all the time. There's no way that guy would be anywhere in wrestling if he were that way, literally that way backstage. Absolutely no way he would be in the business still. And so it's even more impressive because they're both just great heels. Because they're, if you knew that guy, you wouldn't hang out with that guy. You're not supposed to like heels. You're not supposed to like them. (laughs) No, you're not to love heels. I can love heels. You're not supposed to like heels. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to like them. Like if 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 somebody were treating you like that in real life, like every time you spoke with them, if they were just degrading you and running you down and calling you stupid, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hang out with that person anymore. (laughs) I. Why does anybody like this guy? You start asking questions about what? Why is he even here? (laughs) I'm just excited. I get to meet MJF Friday, so I'm all happy and giddy and everything about that. So (laughs) may the gods have mercy on your on you. (laughs) Hey, I have a plan on how to get on his good side where he doesn't completely roast me. (laughs) I have a plan. Wearing my Jim Cornette shirt to get my picture taken with him. I have a plan. <laughs> there was a lot yeah. of corny quotes on Dynamite the last couple of weeks. There have been. Mostly involving, mostly involving the names. Yes. Yes. I love it. What, Dino BBC. Douche? I love Dino Douche. <laughs> yeah. Marco Stunted Growth. Yeah, Marco nice. Stunted Growth. Although that's not what Corny calls him. Mark Dong Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep, love it. All right, let's so, move on. What else happened on WrestleMania? <laughs> right. I, don't, I want to talk about the Hell in a Cell match, night two. Uh, you didn't see it because of the paint, but old Finn got uh, laid open pretty good on top of his head. 
Oh, that was now, nasty. If, uh, if our viewers are squeamish, <laughs> I don't know. It was done by a ladder. But if our viewers <laughs> yeah. are squeamish, uh, look away. Uh, this is the look of after the match. That's not good. No. They gave and him staples ringside. They stapled him and gave him a numbing agent at during in the ring to get him through the in match, the ring. which is in, which is insane to think. But he's a tough motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tough Irish, well, tough Irish yeah. bastard, as they say. Yes, that's very tough. And he got his hands up. It just was a freak. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to say freak accident, but you're getting a ladder thrown at you. So like, it's it's not an accident. It's, no, it's just a it's, a, it's, it's a, a mis- it's a unfort- it's an unfortunate occurrence. <laughs> it's a mishap. We'll call it a mishap. Mark, you wonder why I hate ladder matches. <laughs> hey, I don't I, like them either. <laughs> I've grown so tired of ladder matches. Mostly I don't mind ladder matches if done well. After TLC two, I really checked out on ladder matches because that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If they're done uh, well, AJ, I don't Simon mind them. Fourteen staples. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, uh, how, aside from the blood and the and the uh, ladder and everything, how did you feel about the match? We were kind of bummed about the the opening, the entrances. We didn't get our brood entrance. We didn't. Yeah. That was the rumor go around here. It was. Yeah. That's what I was looking. I was looking for Christian to pop Christian and Gangrel. The, what I was hoping for was the Judgment Day to show up, try to get into the ring, and then the brood pop up. I kind of thought when all that went down with Finn that that would be what would happen. I was waiting for it. Like, yeah. I, and then I they fight. Here they come. Yeah. Even if they just fight to the back, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Just I would have been fine with it. Let Gangrel fight uh, Dom because, you know, I don't know if he could hang with Priest in a fight. No. Well, uh, Dave, from what I understand, Dave's got some, some hammocks while oh, Christian yeah. has the rubber mallets. That's just... <laughs> I did like that Edge came out with uh, Slayer at the start of his entrance before yeah. the Metal Ingus started up. But the, mm-hmm. ordinarily, that wouldn't happen. No. I think my cat is hissing at my other cat back there. Knock it off. <laughs> Stop it, Noodles. Well, no, it'd be pretty be the one hissing. Oh. Okay. She's She gets a little contrary with her, with her oh, sister. Yeah. <laughs> what? But so yeah, I, no, I, I didn't I, I, hate that match. I didn't it hate fine. it, but it was it seemed and I understand you don't have like all the time in the world, but it seemed kind of like Edge got put through that table and then the table fell on him, which looked nasty, but no more than just like it seemed like half a minute later he was up and raring to go. Mm-hmm. And like Finn kind of had the demon thing on his side, but it just seemed kind of the pace seemed kind of pushed to like to the extreme. Like at the end of the match, I I under, I don't know how much more of that they actually had, because you know, like I'm sure Edge knew how bad Finn was hurt, and they were just like, yeah. "Hey, we need to get this done." But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I've seen better. I've seen worse. I mean, I've seen Boss Man in a hell in a cell. So. <laughs> I just... You know, you've seen Vince McMahon in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. 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 And they stuck his head up Big Show's butt. <laughs> uh, okay, but can I we talk about his idea? Snoop Dogg? That'll be great, pal. 
<laughs> we need to talk about Snoop Dogg doing the people's elbow. Let's talk about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> the dog father of WrestleMania. Poor Miz. Uh, I feel so bad for the Miz. Kind of got a lot of you. I don't. I haven't seen somebody take a rope like that since David Flair. <laughs> what? Oh, it that was, was the, so fun, though. It was the most straight-backed, non-rope hit I've ever seen. Like, David Flair was never able to hit a rope. And, of course, he was also this, like, just moved like he was a robot all the time, like, I don't know yeah. how you get David Flair and then Reed Flair was as good as he was before he passed, God rest his soul. And now Charlotte Flair is maybe the best women's wrestler to ever live. Like, if you take all of her accomplishments and, like, the things she can do in the ring. Like, mm-hmm. David. I don't know. I don't think it, like, I'm guessing it's I don't the, think it's the heart, it? genetics. <laughs> maybe. I don't know which I don't know which mom it was. Uh, he was but, uh, the same one that was uh, Conrad's mother-in-law. Uh, I forget her name. Not Beth. But uh, well, they all run together. Beth is reading Charlotte's mom. So maybe and, maybe Beth is the one that passed the genes on because that was Charlotte and Reed's mom. Uh, and I'm not sure which one I heard it on, if it was Busted Open Radio or if it was Cornet, because I listened to both today and mm-hmm. I'm about podcast out. But <laughs> hey. um, they, no, not with ours. Never mind. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, back to we got class. another one tomorrow, Missy. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about tomorrow. I got I got plans for tomorrow. Um, but no, one of them it's said something about how cool is it that Snoop Dogg was able because it didn't look like anybody had filled him in on what was going on. Bully. Bully said it. Was it bully? Was it bully that said yeah. that? I I think he was supposed to do that at the end of the match. I think Miz was supposed to. I imagine he was going to low blow him, Shane, and win. And then Miz and then Snoop was going to come in and do that, and so they kind of audibled. But yeah, like him yeah. coming in, Snoop because it didn't really seem well. like anybody told Snoop what to do or what to, you know. And apparently, no. yeah, they had it scheduled beforehand. No, but... Nobody told him not to legit punch Miz right in the mouth on the second <laughs> one either. Apparently, because no. he, yeah, he, he just went full pimp on Miz. <laughs> he he went for his money. Fact, the first one, the first one, Miz rolled with it. Like, yeah, and he kind of raised him. Yeah. That second one though, got him right great. in the jaw. Like a little stiffy. I'm sure Miz has been hit harder. <laughs> Just, yeah, he's but lost. He probably was taken by surprise. Yeah, yeah I'm I sure think, he was like, was "Oh, that's great." Because Snoop is so laid back, and then just bam, Tyson. You know, <laughs> and then he's and then like, then "Oh, might as well do it again." <laughs> and then doing the people's elbow and throwing his glasses yeah. out instead of his arm. <laughs> yeah, Run, running the ropes like pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, uh, Snoop's got to see. Now you got me using. 60. What's that? Snoop's got to be closing in on sixty. Oh, let's have a look. So I'm on the Wikipedia, because they're never wrong. <laughs> right. I'm on it. Snoop Dogg. Uh, let's see. Fifty-one. Oh, okay. uh, well, not quite. That's all. Fifty-one. That's yeah. Well, that's about right. It was about twenty when he. Popped out with the, the chronic. Yeah, I forgot how young what he that? was. Yeah, because Dre was uh, a lot older. Yeah. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like yeah. It, it, it was good audible. I think he was always. I think the match was supposed to last a little longer. I think Miz was supposed to actually win it and take like a, a shortcut because that's why Snoop said what he said. 
because Miz didn't take Shane out. But that was no, what Shane took Shane out. To... No, Shane yeah. took Shane out. <laughs> Shane screwed Shane. <laughs> Did you hear Corny? On my... have, you heard, have you heard Corny yet about him talking? I haven't about heard Shane? the WrestleMania show yet. No. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll save it for you. It's okay. It's the, I've got it's the really experience fun. queued up. I just haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Uh, I yeah. am working on my Shane One Thirty Seven T-shirt. <laughs> In the, in the vein of an Austin 316. But uh, actually, it's more like an Owen 316 because the back says, I just tore my quad instead of I just broke your neck. <laughs> so we'll see if I can there get that. Uh, I don't know if I'll do that. That's, that's, I should send that to WWE. Say, hey, why don't you use this? <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they need more money, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have all the money yet. I mean, Vince only made nine billion dollars in the last twenty-four hours on selling this company. I I think he personally made will make. I they said like something like two point one billion on the sale. Yeah, I said because Trips of the amount of five million. Yeah, Nick Khan's getting like a fifteen million dollar bon fifteen million dollar bonus. Yeah, but I don't think he'll have a job million. after this. I think Nick will be well, out. No, that's why they hired him was to sell the company. Now the company yeah. sold. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I don't know enough about business or the details to really go too much into the sale of the company. It's a it's a big deal. I was it's, proud of my future endeavor joke yesterday. It's the <laughs> biggest case of like just a narcissist at the end of their of their lifespan. Like they Vince has always been a narcissist. He's always bet on himself and he's won. Any anybody else could look at the, his daughter and the son-in-law and look and just say, You guys are doing a fantastic job. I raised you this way. You're doing the company proud. I'm going to let you continue running this company. I'm gonna continue to have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. I'm almost 80 years old. I'll, I'm going to, you know, leave this to whoever I want to leave it to or burn it or whatever. But no, on the way out, he can't do that. He just can't stop thinking he's, he's the best thing to ever walk. So well, he is burning. He's, he was, he's more happy burning everything down on his way out than he is handing it off. And I, and I honestly, honest to God, I it was a coup attempt by Stephanie and Triple H and Nick Khan, and I, they are, they have covered it up well enough that he didn't figure it out. I'm sure they scapegoated somebody, but they tried. They tried their best to keep the company from being sold. They tried their best to say, if we give him enough time, he'll see that we could run the company without him. And it, they, he just wouldn't accept it. Like, he barged, he literally barged his way back in, broke laws doing it, and sold the company. And now he's going to be executive chairman of WWE. Like, and he's looks like he's going to take over creative again. And he just won't accept that he's not the best. And it's going to, it's, I can't see it killing the company, but this is also a situation he's getting himself into that he could be removed 
from yep. his company because he doesn't own fifty one percent anymore. If if no. there's if there's allegations again against him, you think He's this gone. new partnership is going to just let him be executive chairman? No, they're going to fire him, and it's going to be hilarious. Well, yeah, but doesn't he it get is. like? Wasn't that part of the contract though too? He gets like one hundred and seventy five percent of his yearly salary or something like that. I he gets to keep. I didn't see any. He of gets that. to keep. Mr. He gets to keep all of his identity with Mr. McMahon and all that. Yeah. All I'm the like, IP and all that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just astounding. Like, it's just... I mean, I... I should have expected <laughs> it's it. Only a, if, but it's if only a billionaire no. could get indicted for things these days. Yeah, well, right. it's, it's hard to do. <laughs> it's even harder to make it stick. <laughs> I okay, love AJ. I'm gonna post. <laughs> you gotta read this comment in Vince's voice. Yes. <laughs> Goddamn, pal! I fired these people for a reason, and now I have a road to my title picture. This isn't Jim Crockett, pal. I'm taking my company back before you run it in the ground. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love why, AJ. Why? Why is AJ that is, uh, kid, why, why is that Rhodes kid not in polka dots? <laughs> hey, hey, paint his face. Paint his face. What? What wasn't he it's a good star TV, guy? <laughs> what's, what's, what's that thing on his neck? <laughs> you know what, kid? You what's need a thing? mustache. <laughs> I can imagine Vince is one of those guys that carries the tiny comb or brush around with him. Oh, All you know he does. Long. Hey, I do. I got a beard. Long. I got a beard comb. But yeah, I can see him just like neatly grooming it. You know, know what I want? I want him to have a buff bagwell like. Goatee, where it's just pants. Oh thin. no! Oh, nobody oh, needs. Nobody needs oh. that. Nobody needs that. That would be the. That's really the end game here, Mark. Like he. <laughs> no, the, the end game is. The end game is Vince McMahon's cryogenically frozen head in a jar, running the company. Right, right? next. To, right next to Ted Williams. He's he's <laughs> cry, he'll be Krang. You remember Krang from Ninja Turtles, the big robot body with the brain in it? That's gonna well, be you ever, watch, you ever watch Futurama? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll be President Nixon. Just there you go. There you go. <laughs> yep, that'll work. He'll just be running the company on a body, a robotic body. <laughs> talking right, about, Mark, talking about was, Agnew. From our Friday show, I was almost right on somebody interfering in Seth and Logan the match. I was almost you right. Almost. Yeah. I I still I've taken I feel no shame for thinking that was truth in the bottle. <laughs> I never heard of KSI. I wasn't sure who it was. I knew there would be somebody it, in there, but it looked like our truth. I thought at first it was gonna be <laughs> Seth in the bottle and then he was gonna attack Logan from behind. Now like see I was, had it pinned as Miz. I thought Miz was gonna be in the bottle. Yeah. Up, oh, Dwayne. If Vince didn't buy WCW, do you think WCW would have survived? No, there was no. too much mismanagement, no. and they would have they would have killed themselves without Vince. Yeah, so, they were dead. no question. The only that's why Bischoff only, should have bought the company. The only yeah. thing is that Bischoff did have people lining up to. He was trying to line people up to buy. They were close, and Vince came in and bought it. It yeah. might well, have lasted was, a few more years, but I thought they lost their TV rights. That they was did. why they say all, all they had. Go all they had was the, all they had was the video library and like the rings and the mm-hmm. IP, like the intellectual property of the wrestlers. And Vince bought all that. 
which I don't yeah. blame him for. If we didn't do that, there'd be we wouldn't have our glorious peacock, you know. <laughs> the cock. Well, speaking of that, how long do you think it'll be till there is no more free pay per views? Uh, because they, uh, UFC is not a fan of free. No, they don't so, like free. Uh, they said they like fifty dollars. As as far as I know, they there are no plans to change the streaming model right now. I don't know how long that'll last though. Hopefully it's, it lasts because I don't like paying for things. <laughs> well, we have five ninety nine a month is plenty for me. We yeah. have this glorious thing called the internet, Mark, and I'll send you a link. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know there are ways. <laughs> there are ways because I'm not paying I'm... for Fight TV to watch AEW. <laughs> Oh, they don't have do AEW on TV. You got to get Bleacher Report for AEW. Oh, yeah, yeah, AEW's Bleacher Report. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that either. GCW is uh, an impactor on Fight. Oh, but uh, yeah, I'm not watching their pay per views no matter what. So it doesn't. <laughs> so I want to get your take on this. And Minders, I know you heard Corny talk about this, and I, we've been talking a lot more about Cornette the last few episodes. Just randomly coming up because you got me listening to the experience again. I Chris well... Jericho. Oh, and God. I, and I want, uh, well, Dwayne, Dwayne says Peacock is free for him. That's because Dwayne doesn't pay to get the ads taken away. Yeah, I don't I do want not ads. like ads. I don't want ads. So I've, I don't so want ads. two things about our buddy Jericho that Cornette kind of alluded to. I want to get, I want to get Gary's take on this. Number okay. one, the comments yeah. that Jericho made about how cue, he and cue, singing along. Cue my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Gary> a work. <laughs> yeah, he was going on about how nobody sang entrance music before Judas and all this stuff. It's like, come on. It's... Nobody sang like the whole song, but people sang along. Like people would pop along with it. And I, I think Jericho was the first one. <laughs> I think he was the first one to like people sing it like word for word. And I'll give him that. Like, Inner, Inner Sandman, when the Sandman came out. Yeah, I Those guess. ECW fans. I got so tired of just watching the Sandman hit himself with stuff that I, I would just kind of drown that all out. Like, like I, so, I like so, Sandy, what you're going to do is you're going to blow yourself up on your way to the ring. Then you're going to hit somebody with a cane. You're going to do a Frankenstein. You're going to do a Frankenstein. And then a bad Russian leg sweep, and this is going to be over? <laughs> no, no. Like, the white Russian leg sweep. Yes, the white Russian or leg alcohol. sweep. And the rolling rock, which is Sentan. But I, I did like that his version of Interstand Man was the Motorhead version that he came out to. Yeah. Because I do love me my Motorhead. And the other thing, I don't know if you saw the video, Gary. Uh, PWG in Reseda, California, <sighs> everybody's favorite indie. Menders knows what I'm talking about. Yep. The Jericho Appreciation Society, or the Jericho Appreciators, as Jim Cornette calls them. And I don't even know who they were wrestling. It was like a, was it an eight-man or a ten-man tag, Menders? Ten-man, I believe. Ten-man. And they went into this sequence where they were wrestling in slow motion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Badly. And Jericho's in there, and he's getting in, in he's uncoordinated and slow. And he was slow in slow motion, which is really saying something. <laughs> and it just looked ridiculous. I'm sure Meltzer ate it up. Oh, I'm but, sure. Uh, it's killing the business, Gary. What do you think? I don't think you can kill the business on the indies anymore. 
I think it, they've they, they do whatever they want to do, and they've done that for at least the last ten years. But you looking back to even guys like uh, what was it, the Human Tornado? Oh, he used tornado. to do the dance the dancing and then he would kick somebody in the corner and then dance and kick somebody in the corner. And then you had a bunch of, bunch of comedy spots. And, and you know what? Like on the indies, you're, you're paying your money. You're sitting in a hard steel chair. You want to be entertained at some point. Like you want to see wrestling, but at some point you're going to have some comedy. And if that's how they choose to do it, like I, I guess it's just, it's not my cup of tea always. Some of it I found pretty funny. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, I was never a fan of Joey Ryan. <laughs> like, the penis lock, and then, like, everybody few, few being in chain. Because it's so dumb. It's just that, so that was, dumb. Yeah. But if you want to do it, do it, I guess. Like, I would... I'm guessing PWG fans mark out for that. And so if you know your audience, it's not my, it's not my thing. I don't want to see it on national television because it's coming as I, as I, as I've always said, and here's the reason I've always said psychology is still important and needs to be more important is you can't, be beaten in people's heads enough when you watch professional wrestling what is if 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 you're a novice what is the main thing they're always going to say oh this is fake right yeah mm-hmm. so what do you have to do to bring new people in the wrestling you have to suspend their disbelief you have to make your match interesting you have to you have to make it you have to draw them in to the physicality of it so what are you going to do when that person's trying to be drawn in and suspend their disbelief, and then you have somebody moving in slow motion? <laughs> oh, no, like, no, no. Here, hold on. I'll add to this. Because this also happened over the weekend. Oh, the blow-up doll. Kenny oh, Omega's well, greatest maybe. opponent. Yeah. Poor Pockets. No, yeah. not Poor Pockets, because we're going to see this on AW within the next month. I guarantee you. I just I'm wrapping my head around the fact that Chris Daniels is actually selling that horseplay. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> well, so did, well, did Independent well, Wrestling Hall of Famer mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels, by the way. Well, he was also Curry Man. <laughs> so Daniels hey, has been known to be silly on occasion. <laughs> I, sure, but and the King of Spice was also a great worker. <laughs> the Spice Rack. He's hot. He's spicy. He tastes great. I got to see him work in Danville. So nice, nice. At the, the TNA show, right? TNA show. I yelled <laughs> Curry Ben Ichiban a lot. <laughs> but no. I think it's, we need a Gary Man t shirt. Take the I, Curry Man design, put Gary's face on it. I think <laughs> wrestling should be as close to actual combat sport be without being combat sport, just so it's it draws people in. They want it gives them at least the the impression that something is real. You have to do that. Otherwise, 
That's how you, that's how they've lost thousands of fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, according, uh, well, to uh, according to the corny experience, they break down Dynamite and go into the ratings. They started Dynamite last Wednesday with 900,000 some people. By the end of the AEW All Access, they were down to like, what, 300,000 vendors? It was like 338,000. Yeah. And that's so over the same interest. amount of time as Raw. Right. Same amount of time as Raw, but, and they dropped well, over yeah, half they're, they're of their... competing, though. What's Raw's third hour, though? Raw's third oh, hour is... I... It's still up. Corny did it. He did He did. Look oh, it did up he do it? At one point, and I think it was still at a million. Now, granted, well, it started the... out at like like two million, but when you figure there's sure. that many people... Plus, it's like... But what are, what, are <laughs> your highest, what are your highest rated television shows besides wrestling? And you look at their breakdowns now, they're probably honest. I'm not sure not even I mean, that. Like it's not mash anymore. <laughs> watch people watching terrestrial tell like even three hundred thousand people, that's that's not as good as it's it used to be. It's not a million people, but they start close to a million. But I, I can't even imagine like Law and Order or things like that get a million people anymore. I I don't I, know what the kids are watching on the TV these days. And I don't know how they even do it anymore because I used to have a Nielsen box on my satellite, and oh, yeah. you had to write all that stuff down. <laughs> you did, you couldn't, ju- it didn't just keep track. They probably they keep track an envelope with a dollar in it. Yes. <laughs> did you keep the dollar and just throw the paperwork away? Yes. I never sent them anything. <laughs> no, I never gave them my the book or. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll be a Nielsen home. And I just, I was like, I watch wrestling and baseball. Here you go. <laughs> like, hey, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. And then when the Bears the are time, on, I watch the Bears. I think at the time I was watching Community and like Supernatural, <laughs> baseball I, and wrestling. I think, the, like, I think the last like weekly TV show I watched regularly was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But then before I, I, that, it was maybe Parks and Rec. Maybe it was. I, I, I'm never home on Saturdays. I used to watch SNL every week, but I don't watch. I'm never home on Saturday. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, here, think I don't think AEW is competition. They're different enough that they aren't. They're still drawing well, as far as sure. I can tell. I don't know what their the the hard cam side looks like. But I don't know what the hard cam side looks like at WWE shows either. I know for a while they weren't, they were C filling again before Triple H took over. Last year, I went to a Raw and I was sitting on the side of the hard cam and it was not full. It wasn't empty, but it was was a lot of empty spots because that's where they put like the mixers and the tech crew and all that stuff. So there's a lot of open spaces there. All right. So. Let's move on, shall we? Because we have some more business to tend to. Uh, we did, uh, I don't know if you caught the JTR Mania on Friday, Gary, on the YouTube. If you didn't, just say yes. Uh, no. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Of course you did. But, uh, but we inducted three new members to the JTR Hall of Fame, Gary. Uh, Bobby Heenan, Randy Savage, and the Dudley Boys. I thought Savage I was already in. Between the three. Savage wasn't already in yet. If he he's good enough to be in twice, if that is the case. 
I, I put Savage in twice before I put Hogan in. I'm, that's fine with me. It's also, yeah. I put Macho King who's not and going then in. Randy Savage. <laughs> I'll tell you who's not going into the JTR Hall of Fame is CMC. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, jeez. We'll discuss that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we got some business tomorrow to talk about. But mm-hmm. even though we did three inductees on Friday, it is Tuesday, so we have to do another one. So we are going to throw it to... Was I get here? so fancy yep <sighs> all right so here we have the jtr hall of fame one more time and i think we're gonna get some mileage out of this one this week uh gary because i know he's one of your favorites wake up <laughs> uh, i'm up i'm up. gonna arrange it i'm gonna arrange it so amy sprays you with a water bottle like off camera when you start nodding off <laughs> All right, so our inductee this uh, this week is a former world heavyweight champion, a former world tag team champion, former Olympian, and former bodyguard to the Shah of Iran. There he is. There he is. Cheeky the Iron Sheik. Cheeky, baby. Khosro Vaziri himself. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, as a child, you hated him because he was the evil foreigner. But Fell in love with heels because he's, of Cheeky. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody loves Shiki these days, even though he's lost his damn mind. Because he hates Hogan. <laughs> he does hate Hogan. My favorite thing yeah. is, you remember all the, he story, really, all the really times does. he would talk about, uh, remember he also talked about breaking B. Brian Blair's back and making him humble, you know, and all the other things he would do to him. Later on, it was real. He was wrong, and he was actually trying to talk about jumping Jim Brunzel, but he got them mixed up. Well, so, <laughs> for 30 years, he was wishing death and rectal discomfort on Brian Blair, but he was actually referring to Jim Brunzel the whole time. Well, uh, bees are hard. <laughs> that's true. It's So is Shiki. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. <laughs> I with love Shiki. That's, I think, when he was the Mid-Atlantic champion before in the NWA, before he went back to WWF. The mustache is gorgeous. This is the mustache Vince should aspire to. This is the Iron Sheik's mustache. It would be perfect. Yeah, and I'm trying to think if anybody today is worthy to wear the uh, curly-toed boots of an Iron Sheik. No. It's great heel work because, you know, they're loaded. Right. No. Yeah, so so he had a good run in the NWA. He was World Tag Champion with... uh, no, no, he was in Gene Anderson's faction. He was the heavyweight champion in Snuka and Pat or Ray Stevens, I think, were tag champs in the same group. But after he went there, he went to, uh, let's see, Mid-South. There you see him doing the Persian clubs, which is a feat in and of itself. Those things look heavy as hell. Mm-hmm. Not as bad as the iron pipe that Riho brings to the ring. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. We're not talking about how dare you mention Riho when we're talking about the Iron Sheik. <laughs> I know. I feel bad now. <laughs> shame, Mender. Shame. I know. Look at that guy. Pay no attention to the bulge. Just look at the clubs. <laughs> and he's doing this with his with his headdress on, which is impressive. 
And then, uh, so after his refund in Mid-South, here's where we all fell in love with Shiki. 1983, this is after he beat Bob Backlund for the world title. Got Ayatollah Blassie right there with him. Yeah. Looks like somebody's mother. Uh, Blassie, <laughs> that is. I love Blassie, but... Wait a minute. You, you kids come in here and you get some milk and cookies? <laughs> They're fresh? I'll get some juice, you pencil neck geek. That won't be as good later. <sighs> oh, man. Blassie was so good. And, uh, so yeah, unfortunately, this only lasted about a month. I, it pains me that he only held the title for that short of a time. Uh, Dwayne, shame on you. Never a fan. How dare you? But, uh, then we move on here, and, uh, this is the night that Hulk Hogan cheated to beat him for the heavyweight championship. It's a beautiful picture, though. That's a That's a great picture. picture. Breaking us back, making him humble. Making him humble. So, Sheik always told a story, which I think got proven to be bullshit nowadays, where Vern Gagne supposedly offered him $100,000 in the AWA title to break Hogan's leg in the garden that night and walk off with the belt. But mm-hmm. I think that's been proven to be false. I think maybe Sheiky was telling some tall tales. Not Sheiky. Right? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Hogan did screw the AWA over pretty hard. So, and Vern... yeah. Uh, Vern now, to be fair, Hogan thought he was forgiving. justified. <laughs> Hogan Hogan thought he was justified because I guess Vern wanted to take his Japan money, so that's maybe a case of who's more wrong in that case. I uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is that's like pitting like the Grinch versus like Vince McMahon. Like, who, who's more of an a-hole? <laughs> well, basically, the main event of WrestleMania 22 was or 23 yeah. was Trump, Trump versus McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> who's a bigger battle? Of the, yeah, it wasn't the battle of the billionaires. Is who's a bigger a-hole? <laughs> or who's a who's who's going to win this match? It doesn't because they're they're tied at least. Hmm. So I've been uh, something has been brought to my attention here. We'll get back to Shiki here in a second, but uh, apparently my cat is not a fan of the podcast. You can see she's trying <laughs> to swipe away from it. <laughs> oh, pretty! Now that's not the kayfabe kitty noodles Redman. That is pretty Redman, who's yeah. the older, sometimes brattier one. <laughs> you can probably hear the wife laughing in the background. So back to Shiki after he lost, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, after he lost the belt, then uh, into his greatest work, Gary, keeping you awake here. Look at that. Put him there with the Sarge. Love it. Who can't match is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I I put that match over Slaughter's Alley fight with Patterson, but uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> calling me out on my uh, <laughs> opinion of the cat. So, yeah, so Slaughter and Sheik go around. They're main event in the, the V-shows when Hogan's defending the title elsewhere. And probably the hottest feud of 1984, I would say, before Slaughter went and made G.I. Joe and got Hasbro money and got heat with the office. Yeah. So, got some so after that, <laughs> yeah. 
So then uh, Sheik goes on to team up with, look at that guy, Cesaro. No, that's not Cesaro. That's Nikolai Volkov there. <laughs> and uh, That's what I, I picture why... whenever AJ says CMC should turn heel. <laughs> oh, the Russian heel, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to figure out Lassie's uh, body language here. He looks unsettled by something, and I can't figure out what. Maybe it's the fact he, yeah. that's the outfit his wife gave him. Maybe. <laughs> kind of matches, I guess. Yeah, but the, I did it. These guys, I mean, I'm not a big fan of throwing together tag teams. But in this case, it works because Lassie was managing both of them. So, you know, it makes sense. But it did pay well, off. They were because international powers. They were. They were the axis of evil or something like that. Yeah. According to the Gorilla Monsoon. But it paid right. off because these guys hold the distinction of winning, having the first title change in WrestleMania history, WrestleMania 1, beating the yeah. U.S. Express for the World Championship with a little help from Freddie Blassie's cane. No. Even though Freddie insists he didn't have a cane after when nope. Mean Gene was interviewing him after the match. What cane? I didn't have no cane. You know, word for word. Cane. And after you accuse of man of... Mr. Blassie's stature there. No kidding. So, so after the tag run, then the famous traffic stop, Gary, with uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> they got they pulled over. Duggan had a little weed on him, which isn't Protect, a big deal, but Sheiky had some the, cocaine. Protect the business. <laughs> yeah, so Vince fired them both. Should have. <laughs> if, Doug, if Duggan would have protected the business that night and just lied and said it was all Sheikis because he was the heel. Uh-huh. <laughs> he could have said just as easily, hey, I didn't want to drive this guy, but I'm supposed to have a I'm supposed to fight him and he didn't have a ride, so I want to make sure he got to the building. Yeah. That's how you get around it. Uh-huh. And if, when the cop is coming up, just start arguing and yelling and cussing each other out in the car. Yeah. It's not hard. We can, get out we can the, do this. Get out of the car and start bumping in the in the uh the ditch and then lose lose your contraband yeah. <laughs> while you're <drunk. laughs> oh no my cocaine flew away bubba <laughs> i think there's a there's a story michael hayes told about Sheik having some cocaine in the car when they were in georgia because it was I, i'm sure it was all cheekies you, you know <laughs> if if michael hayes is telling a story about cocaine or cocaine accessories i'm sure he's <laughs> he's probably been he's probably he's probably has a few of those and they're not all shiggies no <laughs> i've i've all seen right. the free birds mark yeah i've 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 watched nothing. them work yeah. not for nothing you pop me with cocaine and cocaine accessories yeah i tell you what but uh but as you know vince is a very forgiving and benevolent man so, uh, ask Rocky, years, John- ask Rocky Johnson. Well, I can't. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't. He, he yeah. is. <laughs> but 1990, who's that <laughs> colonel on the right side of the picture there with his hated enemy, Sergeant Slaughter? But this time they're Iraqi sympathizers. Yeah. Because yes. that happens. That happens. This was right at the tail end of Shiki's career. He wasn't moving around all that great at this point. You can see he's got kind of the paunch going there on his on his belly willy. Adnan <laughs> looks insane in this picture. Who was that? Like who was Adnan though? Like uh, Adnan El Casey. He was an AWA guy. 
but he yeah. was also he was also this and you'll get a kick out of this. He was a childhood friend of Saddam Hussein. What? Like shoot, he was actually from Iraq. Well, there you go. <laughs> huh? That's All the right, first, then. first time Who's... Vince McMahon has ever correctly racially profiled anybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, Volkov is Yugoslavian. He's not even Russian. <laughs> Usually, Vince is just a general, like, you know, bigot. No, <laughs> oh, come on. Now, that's going to get us sued. I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to say headline, Veselio calls McMahon bigot and podcast. I mean, so we either, Number one is going to get us a lot more listeners, but then it's also going to get us sued. We can start naming. No, no, <laughs> all the gimmicks. No, 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 no. Yeah. All the gimmicks, yeah. Can... The less said, the better with some of those gimmicks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's let Saba Simba rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my god! But uh, Shiki had one more moment of glory, Gary. Yay! The gimmick battle royal <laughs> at the greatest WrestleMania of all time. The story is he didn't get, he didn't lose, he won the match because he could not take a bump. Yeah. He never left his feet the entire match. Hey, Sergeant Slaughter took him out at the end with the Cobra Clutch. Yep, yep. And then, uh, of course, four years later, the Sheik would give the greatest Hall of Fame acceptance speech in the history of Hall of Fame acceptance speeches. (laughs) Just for its incoherent madness. (laughs) Because we can understand a word. I love the Heenan speech. I love the Bob Euchre speech. Shiki's was just a rambling celebration <laughs> of a raving lunatic. <laughs> uh, as long as Hillbilly Jim's isn't up there for you, because his went way too long. Oh, boy. I think that one's still going on somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> I love you, AJ. <laughs> hey, he's got a. Hey, Hillbilly Jim has a show on Sirius XM where he plays country music. Really? It yeah, doesn't my dad found it. Bit, told me about it. I would say it doesn't surprise me one bit. That's a guy I wish was at the expo. I would love to meet Hillbilly Jim someday. Oh, I would too. The great Harley Davidson of Memphis fame. But yeah, that uh, I think that's a a suitable inductee into the Hall of Fame is the great Iron Sheik. So his plaque is in the mail. <laughs> and uh, as we're going. Uh, we got, I think, just enough time to do our uh, our next little order of business. And Gary, I didn't tell you what the uh, topic is. But... You know, one of these days we got to make sure Devontae listens to this because I want to know if that's Devontae Knox's entrance music that I'm using on this because <laughs> it was in the public domain, so I'm not going to cost any money to do it, but it sounds like Devontae Knox's entrance music. Not quite. For Zero One not USA. Quite. Not quite. All right. So it is time for Top 10 Tuesday. It's right there. And our topic, Gary, because we did this on the last episode, we did the worst WCW gimmicks from 1990 to 1990. Two, I think it was or 93. 93, I think you did. 93. With 90, now we're 94. To... Now we're going 95 to 98. Oh. oh. And there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> I could have done this with just three people and had a list of 20. <laughs> right? <laughs> because they, 
they recycled a lot of people with a lot of gimmicks. You could have just, just, for example, somebody I didn't use, I didn't go with Ray Trailer, although I could have gone with the boss. Remember the boss when he was basically burned the cop uniform, but he wasn't the big boss man. The oh, black cop bully. The black. Uh, no, uh, the Guardian Angel was the white t-shirt and the red beret. And then he was also, of course, Big Bubba. I like Big Bubba, though, so that's on the list. So we'll start with number 10, just because it was just seemed cheesy to me. Uh, oh, Wrath, Wrath and Mortis. I had to put them both because they were a package deal there with uh, the great sinister minister, James Vandenberg there. Father James Mitchell is their manager. Although he looks like the bass player from Restless Heart in this picture. <laughs> for does. any country music fans. Or, oh, he does. Or Parker Stevenson. <laughs> wow. That's a call. Way to get go. a hold of the kids, Gary. <laughs> the kids love the Parker Stevenson references. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mind. It's not much better. Mister, though. The, uh, so, Wrath, of course, is Brian Clark, Adam Baum, whatever you want to call him. Mortis is the great Chris Canyon. So this is another case of good workers with really shitty gimmicks. Yes. And, uh... Well, it was the Mortal Kombat phase. So. It was the Mortal Kombat, because it went with the cat and with Glacier and all those guys. AJ, you know what? You said this. I almost did this. I could have just... <laughs> I almost just put the Dungeon of Doom in one spot for all the people that were there. So, yeah. You're not, not far off, buddy. But, yeah, uh... Yeah, I think these guys only wrestled Glacier and the Cat. They would wrestle every once in a while other people. Paige, Diamond, DDP would wrestle uh, Mortis. Of course he did. They were buddies. Yeah. yeah. But... Some, how else is he going to learn how to do the canyon cutter, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> well, who, I want who better. Uh, positively <laughs> Canyon not on this list because he didn't fit the time frame. But some of the best work ever was just him running and randomly hitting people with the diamond cut. Listen, yes. Like, <laughs> him just diamond cutting people in parking lots and on concrete and then just running away was... <laughs> the only thing that was even close to that was the time Shawn Michaels got mad and just started super kicking everybody in the hallway. Yep. Shawn Spears was one of them. But... Besides that, it was just genius to have Canyon just diamond cutting people for no reason. Like cameramen or just people carrying donuts. It didn't matter. It was just like today, I think, got one. Yeah, you're getting a cutter. Like, just... <laughs> give you a face bump, kid. Sure. All right. Let's he was go. the Oprah Winfrey of diamond cutters. Just you get a cutter. You get a cutter. <laughs> I'll throw another one up there, Gary. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. Toward the end of his WWF run, when he was feuding with China, when he would just every week would put another woman in the figure four leg lock. Yeah, they would get a kabong the... and a figure four every week, like clockwork. <laughs> Even May Young and Mula. She was and... tough though. May was a tough broad. Yes, she was. Ray. Yeah. If you didn't Famous. hit her like one of the boys, she was pissed. Yep, that was Bowie's story. He, she said, "Next time you slam me, slam me like one of the boys." Yeah. So then he power bombed her off a of stage through a tape. <laughs> <laughs> and if I know May, she loved every minute of it. Oh, I'm sure. All right. So Mortis and Wrath. There's not much to say just because I, I like the guys outside of the characters so much. So I'm not going to get too far into it. We kind of covered all there is to say about them. Number nine, Gerald. 
<laughs> one of the many faces of Barry Darso, the blacktop bully. The guy oh, yeah, that got that's... Dustin. The guy that got Dustin Rhodes fired. Was it really? Yeah, the uh, King of the Road match at Uncensored oh, '95. God. When they were fighting in the back of the truck, they weren't supposed to get color, but uh, they both did. So they both got fired. And Mike Graham got fired because he was the agent for the match and the driver of the truck, by the way. Uh, But yeah, they poor Darso. I mean, Crusher Khrushchev, I'll give you. That's a good gimmick when he was the angry Russian. Actually, he was American, but a Russian sympathizer because he never used an accent. Uh, Then, you know... Crusher, Khrushchev, and Smash, fantastic. Repo Man, not so much. <laughs> Hole in One, Barry Darso, not so much. Oh, we that was that was genius. <laughs> I, I used to watch Saturday. When WCW was going down in flames, the only thing I enjoyed was Saturday night was because they, you always had, like, like, you might catch a wild El Dandy sighting. Or and Barry Darso would be on there for some reason, like putting. John Nord. John Nord <laughs> showed up. Like John the Beverly Nord, John Brothers. Nord, the Barbarian. The Beverly Brothers showed up, but not the Beverly Brothers. Like <laughs> and so like you had all these just and then you always had a you always had a pretty decent main. Like the main was always pretty good. You'd it was always like book that, a tea against somebody or you know what Saturday night was good for. During the Super Kick Wars, it was the best time. You don't remember the Super Kick Wars? Stevie, Stevie Richards, Chris Adams, and Glacier. Yes. Just going. And they Perry all three Saturn. were feuding at the same time. At Perry, Perry Saturn. Saturn. All at the same time because they were all and using Perry, a version of the Super and Kick. And Perry Saturn just would, at the end, it's just a standing sidekick. <laughs> that was Perry Saturn's entire input into the entire thing. Yeah. Oh, Perry. Oh, wow. Yes. See, that's why I miss miss WCW. We all miss WCW. It's a pre-shit stain. Before Russo got uh, this hands on it. Pre-shit stain. Uh, All right, number eight. uh, AJ kind of alluded to the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, The first of, well, more than one member of the Dungeon of Doom here. The great John Tenta, Earthquake, to some of you. When he was the shark. Uh, Look at that guy. Yep. Never terrible. never the picture of uh, handsome features and chiseled good looks or anything, you know. Not not an Adonis by any means. <laughs> Adrian Adonis, maybe. But uh, <laughs> never really changed yeah. outside of just the face paint. Because when he came in, he was the avalanche, if you'll remember. Yep. Because he couldn't be Earthquake. But they nope. had to just pick another natural disaster to name him after, and he was with Sullivan. And then when the, uh... hang on, I, I need help with this one, Menders. Austin Ryan's real father is that uh, Tenta? Yeah, I think so. Okay, thank you. And yep. uh, yeah, so yeah, they when the Dungeon of Doom started, they just made him into a shark for some reason, a man eater, and he would bite people, and it was it was bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Just, the less said about the shark, the better. I love John Tenta. I love Earthquake. Oh, yeah. But the shark was awful. This is, all, this is almost as bad as when, and I'll see if you remember this, Gary, when Roddy Piper brought his own team for whatever this four-on-four-on-four four on four match was, and 
it was like earthquake, a guy in a kilt, and I forget who else. Just random like enhancement guys, but one of them was earthquake. <laughs> and then the horsemen beat them all up, and then they teamed up with Piper instead. That was just bad, and I felt bad for Tento watching that. <laughs> well, he ended up as Golga, right? Yeah, he was Golga after, after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the hump, so he couldn't be pinned. Yep. <laughs> that was Russo's brilliant booking idea. Hey, bro, oh, we're going to put you in a hump. Thanks, Shitstain. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So moving on from John Tenta, another guy that found his way into the Dungeon of Doom, but the version I have here is when he was Diamond Dallas Page's personal trainer in the mid-90s. Max oh, Muscle. <laughs> Remember this guy, Gary? No, I don't. <laughs> he was literally, all he did was second page. He was like his personal trainer, but he was with the Diamond Doll and feuding with Dave Sullivan. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. And, yeah, and then eventually <laughs> he just became Max with two X's and joined the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. And I think he oh. was in the Natural Born Thrillers, too, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. He looks kind of like Reno, but I don't think it's Reno. Hey, if you're not... if. <laughs> If you're not in Techno Team 2000 or High Voltage, I don't know you. So I won't. I won't <laughs> lie. I almost had High Voltage on this list, but they did not make the cut. You didn't. You did. You put Techno Team 2000 on there, though. No, no, no. They're WWF. No, were they? Yeah. You sure? Well, I'm who was? Quite, I'm quite sure. Wait, no. It was Eric Watts that was the time traveler in WCW, right? No, that was the new breed. That was in the 80s. No. Eric Watts came in as like for a short time as like a time traveler. I swear to God. I don't know. We're going to have to check that. Hold on. I'm looking. You guys keep going. Menders is on the case. All right. Number six, Gerald. We talked about Wrath and Mortis, so we have to mention this guy. (laughs) Right. Blood runs cold. Glacier. <laughs> the glacier. only thing good about Glacier was his armor being sold to Kaz Hayashi. Yes! Kaz Hayashi. I love that guy. Sonny Dwayne. Ono bought it on discount. Yes. <laughs> Dwayne asks, was Disco Inferno during this time? Yes, he was, but he is not on this list, Dwayne. I'm not a big fan of Disco, but he was over, so I didn't put him on the list. Glacier just couldn't get over. He was His push was as cold as his character. Techno Team 2000 was Troy. Yeah, but that was WWF, though. That was WWF. Yeah. Because they were Lumberjacks during the Sid Diesel match and In Your House. Uh, That's, I think, the only time they were on pay-per-view. Yeah, nothing else on here. When he returned to WCW's 98 and 99, he lost a match against Disco Inferno, speaking of. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't see anything else. Aha, okay. Well, back to Glacier and yeah, AJ, yeah, you said it a mouthful there. They spent all that money and time on Glacier just for him to not get over it all. He, yeah. <laughs> he did not. Flatter than a plate full of piss, as a great man once said. Yep. But, uh, but the entrance was cool. I like the entrance with the snow and the lights and everything. But then it the was, bell rang. It, it was definitely the Mortal Kombat phase. 
Yes, absolutely. He was their sub-zero. Yes. Right. He definitely now was. A, now, doesn't he train at the Nightmare Factory now, working with the uh, young young talent? Probably. Probably. I think I think so. Ray. Ray. All right. Coach you know, Buzz. We're... Coach Buzz Stern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five here, Gary. Speaking of guys named Dwayne. I could only put one sergeant on here, so Craig Pitbull Pittman didn't make the cut. So I went with uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker here at number five. Uh, probably his greatest contribution was running the power plant like toward the end of WCW, training Goldberg. Yeah. No, so, we, so we can blame him for that. We'll blame him. And, uh, cool. But yeah, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, when he was like a border patrol officer in like the early nineties or something. It was some ridiculous story, <laughs> but he just kept the, the gimmick for years. And I, I think in 2000, he finally wrestled under his real name, AWCW, who's Dwayne Bruce, I think his real name. Hmm. And I, he teamed up with Goldberg against Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell in a tag match. And, uh, yikes. And if I remember right, I think in a Rousseau, Esque swerve, he wound up turning on Goldberg because you no know, WCW 2000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just looking here at some of the pictures that they had of Eric Watts. This is uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> number four, I had an issue with because, I mean, picking the guy was easy, but I couldn't decide on which gimmick to bestow this uh, high honor on. So I thought, hell with it. I'll just do them all. <laughs> the many faces of Ed Leslie is at number four. There you oh, see him. You got the Brutus. Zodiac on the left, the Booty Man in the middle, the Disciple <laughs> on the right. And there's not Yikes. even room for the Butcher in this picture, which was no. after Brother Brudi turned on Hogan, he became the Butcher. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, the Discable. But uh, the Zodiac was Hogan's mole in the Dungeon of Doom, if you'll remember. Yeah, like he was the spy, and then after he was found out, he came back as the booty man with the uh, diamond doll, or I'm sorry, the booty babe, as the she was called, babe. Kimberly Page, with the cut out butt cheeks. Uh huh. But less said about that, the better. And uh, <laughs> then after that run was over, he came back to ride the coattails of one Hollywood Hulk Hogan, because there's nobody better at that than Brutus Beefcake. And he put on a leather vest and Hogan's headband and learned how to do a stunner. And that was his, uh, yeah. that was his, his milieu in the later years of his career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I think I've summed up I nicely. I love Brutus, but. <laughs> I didn't mind him in WWF when he was I Brutus didn't the Barber. But just I loved him as these, the Barber. These gimmicks here are, are terrible. not worthy. These no. are a disservice to Ed Leslie's career. <laughs> They're terrible. It's a pox on the wrestling business in 1995 through 98. Yeah. Because this covers all three year, all the years, 95, 96, 98. So <laughs> there you go. This he took many... a year off 97 to grow it the also, beard out. It could also be known the many faces of the man who should have saved his money better. Yes. Hey, yeah. he's going to be at the expo, so I got to I gotta talk a little nice about him. I'm sure he will be. I don't think he but, can cut my hair. I'll keep my beard away from him, though. No, that's 
last thing I heard about him was years and years ago when he got fired from being like a toll booth operator or a booth operator in the subway because <laughs> somebody thought he had they thought they saw anthrax and it was just his cocaine <laughs> oh that he had had on the table doing oh. when, and somebody walked walked by in the middle of an anthrax scare and he got fired so well he's always taking bumps if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh brutus Gosh. The hard times they come, I suppose. All right, number three here. This is one of my favorite bad gimmicks. Roadblock. <laughs> remember this guy? Uh, yeah. I don't remember Roadblock. I, he wasn't he was there a, very long. He was, he was a, basically a, super, a job guy. Super jobber. Ah. You know, I had a th- if there was a bit when I was just reading the magazines for ECW before I actually could get the shows where I thought this was Balls Mahoney. But I was mistaken. You kind of see it, though. I could see that. But yeah, he just wore road signs and got his job was basically to get put in the torture rack every other week by Luger. Okay. Because that was like a good display of Luger's power. You know, he's a big guy, 350 or so. Why didn't you put the dead end picture up? I tried. It wouldn't let me. Oh, okay. He was basically like Goldberg's, like Goldberg's Jerry Flynn. Was Roblox to Lex Luger? That's a good call. Gotcha. If, if I do ninety nine to two thousand one, Jerry Flynn will be there. <laughs> I remember seeing him, and uh, we used to get all the UC or uh, UFC tape, like the early ones where they were uh-huh. still they like they were punching each other in the testicles, literally. Oh yeah, it was it was just cockfighting. Yeah, was, and Jerry literally. Flynn Jerry Flynn was in one of those in one of the yeah. early like cage fights. So that was. He was like a legitimate, I guess, legitimate fighter. He didn't ever yeah, win. Yeah, he's a legit karate guy. Yeah. But it did but, not yeah. translate to wrestling glory, I suppose. No. I guess not. All right. Number two was only there for one night, but oh, what a marvelous night it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Yeti. As Tony Schiavone yeah. calls him. I never understood them being called the Yeti when he was dressed yeah. like a mummy. He was a mummy. You want a Yeti, you've got to have an abominable snowman. And as right. far as I know, like the mummy is not a trademarked anything. I don't think no, you they could trademark the that. So, yeah, yeah why not call him the mummy? Why do you yeah. call him the Yeti? The Yeti is a hairy, like, the Yeti is a hairy Himalayan Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. That is not a hairy Himalayan Bigfoot. That is a mummy. <laughs> not at all. That and is if a you that is a and if you need more proof to the uh, why Yeti only lasted one night, <laughs> one of the more uncomfortable looking sights in the history of professional wrestling when <laughs> the giant and the Yeti were gang banging the Hulkster in the middle of the ring. <laughs> well, Lex Luger and Jimmy Hart are attacking the Macho Man in the background, if you can tell. Well, what you gonna do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> More like, who are you going to do, brother? Right. <laughs> who are you going to do, brother? Hey, whatever whatever floats your boat and gets you to take your vitamins. I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess. It's just... Now, of course, uh, the Yeti uh, was Ron Reese, who wound up being a member of the uh, flock for Raven in the later years. Who was, was just the, a phenomenal he was there for Goldberg. Yeah, he was, he was there to get Jack Hammer by Goldberg to yeah. show how strong he was. 
And then after that, he's out. Of, I think he's still alive, but he's out of the business. But the oh, I'm on it. This is what you have. This is what you keep me around for, isn't it? Menders is our fact checker, and she's taking to like a fish to water. Should I wait for number one till you're uh, till you're ready? He is still alive. Oh, all right. In fact, he's only fifty-two years old. Yeah, I didn't think he was that old. But he's seven-two. Yeah, he's a big dude. He just never uh, four hundred some odd pounds. Uh, build weight was three sixty-five. Oh, I think he was heavier than that. Well, I'm, I'm taking it from Wikipedia, so it can't be wrong. That's true. That's true. That's fact-checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for our number one? Yes. There can only be one for this uh, auspicious uh, position. Do I get to see him this weekend? No, you, you oh. will not. Uh, it's he, this it's not who I thought is, it was. Never mind. Sadly, our number one is no longer with us. He passed away okay. several years ago. <laughs> Yeah, he was <laughs> he was the Never dollar chance. He was the dollar tree ultimate warrior. I was gonna say he's the wish.com ultimate warrior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Hogan that was, was Hogan that was, brought him in specifically to be like the warrior. The literal he is literally the discount warrior. And to <laughs> be utterly fair, he was a better worker in every single way yeah. than the ultimate warrior. Like if 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 you had demonstrable, like, just calculable, just you could take his skill set and put them side by side, he would he would have made like the warrior. He was basically like Harley Race compared to <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior. Like he was, he was, was Jack Briscoe compared to the Ultimate Warrior. I know, but we're com- we're comparing him to the Ultimate Warrior. Come uh, on now, yeah. Dwayne, I know you asked about the Renegade, but I was—I didn't say anything because I wanted to make sure you didn't spoil it. Yeah, this wasn't who I thought you were going to pick, but I. Uh, all right, I gotta ask. You weren't. I've got to ask. Who did you think I was? Oh, the one say you members? have the helmet for, babe. Oh, the Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. I, I can't disrespect the Shock. Hasn't he been through enough? Not yet. <laughs> I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to decide if my rental if I'll get in trouble with the rental car people if I have a glittery stormtrooper helmet in the back of the car this weekend. Put it in a bag. I may do that. <laughs> it, it may be in a bag. I've so we talked about this during the Heather Owens episode, the Shockmaster costume and the promo being the problem. Mm-hmm. I've I've got it I've I've got it figured out. I've got the promo recorded on my phone. So you're gonna so stick your. <gasps> I can't wait. <laughs> if I can, I can, if I can send that to Heather, she can play it over the microphone. There you go. And, and I'll be in good shape. There you go. But I may have. I'm gonna have to bust out the Shockmaster. On the caveat, Menders, you do not trip me. Do not make me you fall don't. down. Okay, I won't intentionally. <laughs> yeah, now Barry's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll let Barry do it. <laughs> you right. remember, you can't take us anywhere. That's, this is very true. Well, <laughs> so, before we say goodbye, because we're coming right up on the two hours, so I think we did a pretty good job of being pretty organized, all, all things considered. Uh, we're going to pay some bills real quick here. So, prowrestlingtees.com slash jprpod for all your Jumping the Rail Podcast Network t-shirt needs, mostly. Uh, here we see the new Gary Says It's a Work t-shirt, because he always does. Yep. So. At some it's point, not, Gary, mostly, I'm getting... 
mostly AEW stuff. But... Yeah. Uh, about a guy named uh, Phil. Yeah. Then you got some other stuff here. And we're always adding new shirts here and there. So. Yep, we sure are. There's something for everybody at ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh-huh. There's our iHeart series. I have three of the four of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got some of the stuff for the Zero One Shootout here. All of those. Yep. So I don't have that's all a... those. I have two of those. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, so that's all on JTR. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTR pod. BrainbusterTees.com slash others slash JTR-podcast-network. We got some more stuff. Not just t-shirts, though. We have hoodies. We have fanny packs. We have stickers. We have hats. Uh, baseball baseball shirts, t-shirts. So, all kinds of good stuff. Plus, uh, we showed the uh, on the Zero One Shootout stuff that uh, we got made professionally that is one of our more popular designs nowadays, which is the Giddy Mindy and the cartoon logo stuff. You got the stickers I, next to you, Menders? I do. Can you hold those up so the people can see it? Because I don't have those loaded up on this uh, this screen. There you, there you see it. There's Giddy Mindy. And then uh, our official new logo is the, uh, the other one there with just the heads on it. Maybe we'll see if we can uh, whip one up for the uh, jumping the rail with Gary's head on there, too. There you go. Yeah. We still haven't done Cringy Mindy yet. but uh, We haven't. But that's gonna. We'll have to call our professional person and find out if they can do a cringy yes. mini. Sure. Yeah, just like always, I can't say it. Yeah, it's like a tongue twister for you. It is. Yes. All right. Well, I think this is a good time to uh, to wrap things up. So, Gary, you got anything you want to add? Uh, just like I'm I'm weighing whether to just retire once punk comes back and i was right <laughs> because it's gonna it's it's on the way or if, if i if i need to like stay around as a just a prolonged victory lap because <laughs> <laughs> so, if because if anybody knows how long i have been spouting this like since it first happened i told mark first for when it first happened, what did I tell you, Mark? It's a work. It's a work. <laughs> and, and everybody else was like, oh, this isn't a work. I'm like, oh, no, this is a work. <laughs> no, Tony doesn't work, brother. I'll tell you, <laughs> what, if Punk does come back, I'm going to make a new Gary Says shirt, and on the back it will say, I told you so. It's a Gary Says It's a work. I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Menders, we got another show coming up tomorrow. Zero we One Shootout live at five o'clock PM Central Standard Time with our guest Eli Wilder. I got my uh, Wilder shirt already for tomorrow, he's, so he's he's gonna make it a wild episode because he is wilder than you, Menders. He is wilder than me. And uh, he's got a, a big match to talk about on Thursday. Tag match. We have a buddy, lot uh, of stuff to talk about Thursday, and I'm sure you and I are going to get in a couple bickering fights. So. We, we may. There may be some bickering here and there, but uh, yeah. So. Join us on the uh, JTR Podcast Network YouTube link for that one. Uh, I'll post the links for those on this uh, YouTube and Facebook page here. So have to make sure you check about that. Oh, bless your heart, Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. Gary, he's putting <laughs> holes in your theory. He if Punk is. back, it's just B that they made up. Could. Yeah. Well. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. 
just no, no. I like it. All right. Sorry. Well, I think this is a good time to uh, put a stop to this episode. So say goodbye, Gary. Goodbye, Gary. Say bye-bye, Menders. Bye-bye, Menders. All right. And this is Rib reminding everybody, life is hard, work stiff, and we will see you in two weeks.